Have you ever had a conversation with yourself? I mean, I mean one of those conversations where, where you are talking out loud, where you are asking yourself questions and you're answering them out loud. Have you ever had that conversation with yourself? Okay. Have you ever been like the guy in this buffer video? Where he's just surrounded by voices, just just physically so many people shouting and talking in different directions, in different places. You just can't hear yourself even think. Have you ever been in that situation? It's intimidating. Have you ever been like the guy in the video, but having a conversation with yourself and all the possible answers and scenarios are just are rushing in at you. And it's still a conversation with yourself now this time. And it's just so fast. You just want to scream. Stop. Have you ever had those kind of conversations? Surely I'm not the only one. (laughs) This month, we're going to be talking about voices. And specifically, I want to talk about how people from the Bible, and and these stories this month, you're going to hear them, and you're going to go, what do we know about these people? We've heard about Moses. We've heard about Esther. We've heard about Gideon. And, oh, there's the whole series. Uh, You're going to be like, these are familiar. And that's, that's what I wanted. Because here's the thing. I want to talk about these people that at some point they're hearing all these voices. They're hearing these different voices, Uh, people offering them suggestions, maybe people criticizing them, people shutting them down about what they're going to do or what they should do. But what I really want to focus on this month, what I want to shine some light on is how when it's all said and done, it was the voice of God that they not only heard, but they listened to. My prayer for you all, whether you're here in person or, or listening online later, my prayer is that as we go through this series, that you will hear the voice of God in your life in spite of all the other voices that we hear on a daily basis. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you that, that even in the midst of, of the chaos that is our world, that, that is sometimes our community, that's our school or our job or our home, as we hear all these different things and we get pulled in all these different directions, I'm thankful that, that your voice, whether it comes as a whisper or as, as solid uh, from your word, that it's your voice we can hear. And, and so I pray that today you will open our hearts, you will open our minds, you will open us up wide open to hear your voice. Whatever it is we're struggling with, wherever it is we've been, wherever it is that we have to go, that you will just open us up to hear your voice. And that we can live according to how we hear your voice. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Hon, could you get that? It's the phone. I'm watching old Jay Leno here. What? My legs ain't broke. If nothing... Nothing get done around here without me. Hello. What? Long distance. Who's this? What? Am I a Christian? I don't know. Who's asking? What? Did you say heaven? Hello, Lord. <laughs> Well, 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 Lord, you know, uh, 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 I've been a Christian a long, long time, Lord. <laughs> yes, sir, I, I sure have. Well, what's that, Lord? You, you, you say you haven't heard from me in a while, so you thought you'd give me a call? 
Well, yes, sir, Lord. I, you know, I, I, I haven't prayed in a while, but, but just last night, Lord, we were sitting down watching old, old Jay, Jay on TV, you know, and, and I, I said, hon, right after we get finished uh, watching old Jay Leno, why don't we just get down on our knees and talk to the Lord? I sure did. <laughs> and I wish we would have done it, Lord. And, and I'm, I'm sorry for that, but, but what's that, Lord? Oh, yes, sir. I'm a Christian. I love the church. Yes, sir, Lord. I love the church. I love going to the church last Sunday. Oh, yes, sir. I went to church last Sunday. It's a good service. Yes, sir. You know, oh, 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 Fat Rock's up there. He's just a preaching. What's that, Lord? What did he preach on? Well, Lord, he, 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 you know, you know, John, he he was, he was preaching on the the platform. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, oh, oh, well, well, what was it? The s- s- subject. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he was, he was preaching out of, uh, uh Matthew. No, 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 it wasn't Matthew. It was, it was Mark. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it wasn't Mark. It was Jude. Jude, no, that was a month ago. No, I, 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 I remember, Lord, it was, what's that, Lord? Sunday night. Well, Lord, you know, I was tired Sunday night, and, and it's been a long week, and I've been at church all, Cece's pizza. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir, Lord. Yes, sir. I, I, I know it's just been a, you know, the week is so long and, and, you know, Monday comes right after Sunday and it, yes, sir, Lord, it's been that way a long time. But, <laughs> but Lord, I'm telling you, it, it just gets so tired. I work all the time and I just needed a little time to myself. <laughs> What's that, Lord? Uh, last Sunday, Sunday before last. Well, Lord, you're just picking a couple of bad ones. Uh, I was at, uh, you know where I was at. Three bass and four crappies, what I caught. Yeah, yes, sir, Lord. But, 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 Lord, you know, I, what's that? What time did I get home from, from fishing, you mean? Well, I got home around 10.30. Yes, sir, Lord, it would have been a lot earlier if I would have gone to church. I would have gotten home. But, but, Lord, you know, <laughs> fishing's different. <laughs> It ain't different. <laughs> well, well, Lord, I couldn't have gone to church anyway because Angie was sick and someone would have had to stay home with her. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, what's that, Lord? Steward. Oh, yes, sir. I believe in being a good steward. Yes, sir, Lord. You mean like giving and all that? Oh, yes, sir. I've been growing in the church. Why, I gave $58 to the church just last year. <laughs> yes, I did. What's that, Lord? 10% of everything that, that I own belongs to you. Well, well, yeah, Lord, I understand that, but, but I got my b- b- boat and motor and, and all, and I've got to pay for that. And, and things, you know, Angie can't walk across the floor without falling and breaking something. And, you know, I've got bills upon bills, and, and this recession turned into a depression for me. But, 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 Lord, as soon as my bills are paid, and, 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 and I'll, I'll get that 10%. <laughs> What's that, Lord? Ten percent. Well, but, but but Lord, if I do that, then then I'd I'd, I'd they'd come and take my boat and motor away. <laughs> What's that? I won't need that boat and motor where I'm going if I don't start tithing my ten percent. <laughs> yes, yes, sir, Lord, I understand. I, I understand completely. <laughs> yes, sir, ten <laughs> percent. Well, what, what's that, Lord? 
Oh, no, sir, Lord, I don't believe in that. Gossip, we don't believe in that gossip. No, sir, Lord, I tell you everything I say about my neighbors is true. Yes, sir. <laughs> and when I, when I say something about my neighbors, I say, now, this is to go no further because uh, I don't want everyone talking about my neighbors, and even, even if they ain't no good. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> don't believe in that gossip. No, no. No, I... Yes, yes, sir. I've been and growing, growing a lot in the church, Lord, and and I've been listening to everything that that old Fat Rock's been preaching on. And, and what's that? He must not be preaching on much if I'm doing everything he's talking about. Well, well, Lord, maybe you should have caught him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that is a person-to-person call to me. I, I understand. But, 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 but Lord, I'm, I'm, I will, I will do better. You can count on me. Well, with that, you've got you got to go. Uh, okay, Lord. Well, well, I'll tell you, Lord. I just want you to know that I will do better. I will start praying. I'll start praying every day, whether I need to or not. You know, you can count on me, and I'll start. I'll start going to church every Sunday and and give my ten percent. I sure will, ten percent. And 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 I'll start listening to what Fat Rot says and 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 doing it as as best I can. And and. And I won't, I won't be gossiping or, or talk, talk, talking bad about my, my neighbors, even if, if they ain't no good. And, and Lord, I just, I just want you to know that you can count on me. <laughs> you, you sure can. Uh, all right. Now, you, you got to go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bye now, Lord. Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. What, honey? What was it? It was for me. Yes, it was for me. Uh, next time, you're getting the phone because you needed it a lot worse than what I did. <laughs> what? Was it the wrong number? No, it wasn't the wrong number. He had my number. <laughs> I think he has a lot of people's numbers. Is that you? Is that the only way God can get to you to hear his voice? Are you so busy that you can't give God your undivided attention with his word? Listen to this. I'm going to, I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 3. As you go ahead and turn there, I want to share something with you about the voice of God. Last week, Archie Tafflinger from Sunbelt was here uh, sharing with us about being made new in Christ. Now, I never told him about this series. I never told him about voices. I never told him about the characters. I never told him about anything that was happening this month at Huntsville Christian Church. But as he closed out his message last week, he said something. And what he said opens up this whole series in kind of an amazing way. And now he jumped ahead of me. And so I'll get there later. But, but he said this. He said, God wants to be God of our lives all the time. And I sat there and said, Archie's looking at my notes. God wants to be God of our lives all the time. God, he said, he said this, he said, God has to become real to us. And he's absolutely right. If you're just casually playing the Christian game, you will not hear the voice of God. He is not going to call you on a telephone. If you're just going through the motions and you're doing the Sunday checklist, you will hear voices, all right, but they won't be from God. If God is not real to you, you won't be able to serve him only because God has to become real to us. He has to become real enough that we want to read his word daily. 
God needs to become real enough that we want to put others before ourselves. God has to become real enough that we want to give our money, that we want to give our time, that we want to be good stewards. God has to be real enough that we desire to please him more than we desire to please ourselves. Spiritually, mentally, physically. God wants to be real to us. Look at Exodus chapter 3. Now here's the God of creation introducing himself to Moses, if you will, in a very real way. Moses heard God's voice in a burning bush. It goes like this. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. Why is the bush, why the bush is not burned up? When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. I think it's interesting that Moses starts out with here I am. And at the end of this, God is saying, no, I am. But we'll get into that too. Verse 5, then he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I'm aware of their sufferings. So I have come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey. So we transition from the introduction to the mission. Verse 10. Therefore, come now and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh And that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt. And he said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. So he starts on that mountain. And later we're going to come back to that mountain. Then Moses said to God, behold, I am going to the sons of Israel. And I will say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent you, has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial name to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me, saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what has been done to you in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite to a land flowing with milk and honey. They will pay heed to what you say. And you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt and you will say to him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So now please let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. 
So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my miracles, which I shall do in the midst of it. And after that, he will let you go. So, verse 21, I will grant this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. Here's the thing. Not only did God, or did Moses hear God uh, in the burning bush, but, but as you read through this, Moses starts to explain why he's not really the man for the job, his, his shortcomings, if you will. He, he tries to, to, to make sure that God really knows what he's doing. <laughs> are you sure it's me? Are, are you sure? How do, what do I do? How do I explain myself? So not only is God speaking to Moses, but, but God shares with Moses the whole plan from start to finish. And, and no matter what voices Moses may have heard, because you have to remember, Moses grew up in Egypt. He grew up under Pharaoh. He's seen the power of Pharaoh. He's seen those things. Can you imagine the conversation with a burning bush while you're thinking about the things you saw while growing up in a palace of a man who killed babies, of a man who was just relentless? As he said, the taskmasters were taking the Israelites and just abusing them. God shared with him the whole plan. And no matter what voices Moses may have heard, it was God's voice that was true and sure. And it was God's voice that convinced Moses he was going to do what he needed to do. I want to look at something else. We're going to jump ahead. We're going to jump up to Exodus 19. All right. This is the time Moses heard God's voice on the mountain. And I thought David was kind of stealing from my notes uh, because that was good stuff. He said, what are you talking about? I said, voices and Moses and everything was well, well said this morning. Thank you. It was a great introduction to where we're headed. Verse 9, excuse me, Exodus uh, 19. Now on Mount Sinai, starting with verse 18. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. When the Lord spoke to Moses, go down, warn the people so that they do not break through to the Lord and to gaze and many of them perish. Also, let the priests who come near to the Lord consecrate themselves, or else the Lord will break out against them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for you warned us, saying, Set bounds about the mountain and consecrate it. And then the Lord said to him, Go down and come up again, you and Aaron with you. But do not let the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, or he will break forth upon them. So Moses went down to the people, and he told them, you continue reading, you're going to see that Moses and Aaron went back up. They received the Ten Commandments. Okay, Moses, as, as they come out of Israelite, or excuse me, they come out of Egypt. The Israelites are, are seeing God's power as he as he went before them with a pillar, whether it was fire or a cloud by day. And remember, at the very beginning of this, I talked about how Archie took my whole sermon last week. So I'm going to use his. Here's the thing. All this stuff has happened in Moses life. And I, and I agree with what Archie said. I think, I think Moses had some glimpses of God being real for him, but I really don't think it took full effect until this next part. I think it really became real for Moses when he heard, God, he heard God's voice. And here's the thing. If God doesn't become real to you, you're not going to hear him. That's the reality. Because when, when God gets real to you as an individual Christian, when God gets real in our lives, things happen 
in our lives. We will change. You see, because when God got real with Moses, he was in a tent and he'd come down from the mountain. He had the Ten Commandments. Like Archie said, he'd, he'd been to the burning bush. He'd, he'd freed the Israelites. He'd done all these great things. But I still don't think that God was really real to Moses. We talk about as, as Moses gets mad and instead of tapping a stick, he smacks it. You know, he, he just does things much like we would probably do. Because we have these glimpses where we want God to be real, but then we fade back into our reality. And sometimes our reality is more real to us than our God. And that's what I think was happening with Moses. So, so here he is. He comes down off the mountain. He sees the Israelites had made an idol. He gets angry. He, he throws the Ten Commandments down on the ground. He says, that's it. I quit. He goes back. He walks out of the camp. He walks away from Israel. Uh, this is kind of my version, but it, if you read it in the Bible, you'll, you'll see what I'm saying. He says, I'm done, God. I'm not doing this anymore. I gave and gave and gave, and that's the thanks I get. I quit. I'm leaving. I'm done. He goes out to be by himself. God says, Moses, go into your tent. And this is a quote from Archie, because I'm fixing to get real. Yeah. Moses went into his tent. God walked past the tent. The glory of God enveloped that tent. The Bible says when people looked at Moses after that, they couldn't look at his face. It would blind them. What do people see when they see your face? Are they blinded by the brilliance of God? Or do they just see another scowling face of somebody who's become embittered by our world? The Bible says Moses put a veil over his face because when God came by him, God got real. And when God got real, he went back out to Israel and it was very evident that God was real. It was very evident where he had been. And he went back out where he was supposed to be and he served his people. Folks, God has to get real with us or the world's not going to change. Man, I want to I speak some words to you today. Uh, because the whole thing with Moses is not just that he heard voices, but that he was called to lead. Moses was called to lead. And, and men, I want to speak some words to you today. Don't worry, ladies. In two weeks, I've got words to speak to you, okay? So you're not getting off the hook. You just got a few more weeks to think about what may be coming. But men, I, just, I want to speak directly to you today because like Moses, you have been called to lead people. Now, maybe you weren't called to lead a whole nation, but you were called to lead your family. As a matter of fact, if you're a Christian man, you have been called to step up and lead in your community. Maybe you've been called directly to lead in this church. But I think you've also been hearing other voices calling you out to other things. So, men, I want you to do something very unusual to that one. If you're a man, I want you to stand up. If you're a boy, I want you to stand up. Because this, this, this fits every one of you. And, and I want you to stand up because I want to know that I have your undivided attention when I speak these words to you. In case you're not sure about what voices you're hearing, I want you to hear this now. You are strong. You are brave. You are capable. You are part of the Lord's most valuable creation. You have ability. You have potential. You have gifts. Gifts that have been given to you by the Lord. You have talents. Talents to share with the world. Whether you're a writer, an athlete, an inventor, an artist, a technician, a musician. Whatever you are, you have talents. And these talents will change people. 
You have joy to spread. You have jokes to tell. You have kind words to give. And you have wisdom to bestow. And that joy will change people. You are full of amazing qualities, traits and virtues that you could never imagine. They have been given to you by the Lord who loves you. Who loves you. Who loves you no matter who you are or where you've been. He loves you whether you're the big man on campus or the small guy in the library. Whether you like swinging baseball bats and golf clubs or you like swing dancing. There's a few of you. It's okay. It doesn't matter whether you're the fastest or the slowest, the tallest or the shortest, whether you're the skinniest or you could lose a few pounds. Whether you're captain of the team or the last one picked, whether your dad could beat up his dad or you never even had anyone in your life that could fill that role. Whether you are the champion of champions or you feel like the loser of losers, regardless of who you may think you are, the reality is this. You have a responsibility because you have a power inside of you. A power that was transformed, or excuse me, that was formed before the very beginning of time in a secret place by the God of the universe. There is a man inside each and every one of you that is waiting to burst forth and change the world. A man that loves and encourages, comforts, shares, teaches, laughs, cries. A man who builds up those around him. And that man is where your strength lies. That man is where your potential lies. And that man is where your gifts, talents, courage, ability, and your joy lies. And your responsibility as a son of God is to find that man. That's the voice I want you to be hearing right now and to set that man free. And when he is free, he will bring change to our church. He will be, bring change to our community. He will bring change to our broken world. You will bring change to our broken world. And any voices in your head that are trying to tell you differently are from Satan, the enemy. That's what he does. And the next time you hear from him, this is what you're going to say. You're going to say, nah, not me, Satan. I am a son of the living God, treasured, entrusted, and loved above all things by the creator of all things. For the glory of him who is greater than all things, I am a child of the one true king. And don't you forget it. Because, men, this is who you are. And like Moses, we serve a God who knows all of our reasons and all of our fears and all of the purposes for why we don't do the things he has called us to do. And like Moses, we need to be reminded that I am is greater than we are. That's the voice that you need to hear. Folks, I'm not sure what voices you've been hearing and listening to lately. Everybody else can go ahead and stand up too. I'm not sure what voices that you've been hearing what voices you've been listening to. But I hope as we come to the end of today that you have heard God's voice somehow, somewhere. And I pray that you will respond accordingly because I don't know what you need to do in order to respond to God's voice. Maybe you need to be baptized and make Jesus the Lord of your life and confess him today. Maybe you just need to start over. Maybe you need to just repent. 
You need to have the elders pray for you, pray with you, begin accountability. They're here. They will gladly do that. Maybe your response is to come and partner with us here at Huntsville Christian Church as we impact our community for the Lord. I don't don't know where you're at. I don't know what voices you've been hearing. And like I said a few weeks ago, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that we're going to be bold right here. And we're going to make a difference in this community. We will follow the voice of God. Will you go ahead and sing with us? And if you have a response to make, don't hold back. Make it.